podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and good evening. Welcome to the Ninja Travel Podcast. It's Monday night. You know the drill by now. It is the phone-in. Uh, 01416287237. Don't call yet. And the number starts going along the bottom of the screen. Uh, we'll be ready to take your calls. Maybe you've bought the button, you've booked the hall, the party's in full swing. Or maybe you've been a bit more low key about it, taking it game by game. Let us know um, how you're reacting to being, being top of the league uh, after the weekend results. Um, maybe you want to talk about the St. John's game or the Hearts game coming up. Um, get your calls in and we'll talk all things Rangers. Delighted to say. I'm joined by Connor, Brian, and Lewis this evening. Everyone in fine fettle. Connor, how are we doing? Aye, aye, listen, absolutely top notch. Um, very, very good weekend there. Um, could not have been better, to be fair. So, no, absolutely delighted um, and uh, excited to to get into it all the right and to see what the, the remainder of this campaign is going to going to be bringing us. Absolutely. Brian, you're sitting there. That's the happiest I've seen you in months. How are you doing? Not bad. Yeah, it's been a, a marvellous weekend, you could say. Um, yeah, it couldn't have went better, to be honest. Um, well, it could have went if Kamarnock scored two instead of one, but <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. But uh, it's nice to be sitting top of the tree. And Lewis, how are you, my man? You're, 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 you're in the same mindset as me. We are going to go full positivity tonight, so I'm looking forward to that. Aye, aye, it's, it's, it's nice viewing for the tap, so can't I, can I, can I complain? I mean, uh, it shows the, you know, the, the evolution we were, we were fuming that we conceded that one goal to Ross County to not get the goal difference, but it was fine because uh, a week on that performance helped us get there at the weekend, so no too shabby. Delighted. Okay, okay, troops, as I say, get your comments in, like, subscribe, um, any decent ones, we'll, we'll call them up, we'll chat through them, but most importantly, we want your calls, 0141. 6287237. Mark will find the number across the bottom of the screen. The phone lines will then be open. Get through to him and, and get your points through to the guys. But okay, we know where to start. Connor, we're top of the tree. The title uh, challenge is in, in full swing, and we're going to be leading the pack. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm not sure what the question there is right enough, but um, no, I think, you know, listen, this is the position that, that, that come on's been working towards clearly. You know, we, we wanted to call back the points at first and just, you know, get close to them, keep putting and, and applying that pressure on um and hoping that they blink and, and listen, we've done that. And I think Clement what he's been able to do in the time he's been in, you know, he's had what, twenty two wins for twenty six games and, and there's only been one defeat in there. That's just an extraordinary run of form considering what he inherited. Um, in the first half of the season, so for him to have not just called it back, but now overturned it. I mean, it's it's what it's what a ten point swing he's now oversaw in our favour, um, and it can only get better for here. Um, and of course, the reality is we have an even bigger opportunity that we can go five points in front um, before they kick a ball again, and that's huge. Uh, it just looks like right now we're. We're motoring, we're handling the players, look like they're handling the pressure. You know, they've had opportunities, as we said, you know, people maybe during the week a bit disappointed that we didn't go top on goal difference. But, 
you've rather be top one points than goal difference uh, all day long, and that's exactly what we've ended up doing. So, um, no, I'm I'm delighted with what I'm with what I'm seeing, but um, you know, much like the mentality of the the players and the manager, you take each game at a time, and you just you got to keep reeling them off, keep getting ticked off um, as you start to to run down towards the end of the season. Brian, the question I was probably alluding to was the fact that, you know, we've not been in this position an awful lot in terms of, you know, leading the pack and, 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 and you know, welcoming the chase, as they say. It's going to take, a, you know, a different sort of mentality, but one that we can already see a shift in uh, under the manager already. Absolutely. But more crucially, Clement has been over the course of this before. Uh, he's won leagues before, so he knows what it takes to, to get over the line. Um and obviously, we've still got a, a few players that won the, our last league, so they, they know what it's like to win a league. So, you know, there is, to me, there is enough experience in there to, to get us over the line. And there's the hunger from the younger players that have joined, like Cortez and Diamandi, who played uh, yesterday. Um, and, you know, there's a few experienced heads in there. So there's there's all the makings of us, you know, going full full throttle for this. I mean... There was there was maybe a, a slight frustration yesterday in the first thirty minutes because obviously we I don't think we had much I don't even think we had a shot and goal up until you know the, the first our first goal but it took us all about thirty seconds to start the the top of the league tunes so that was you know the Bears were in good voice yesterday it was a, a great away day and you know it's almost as though we, even though we're nil nil we're drawing we ex, we expect to win. There's no sort of panic now. Um, it's it's just excitement, and the and the fans are, as, as you say, fully on board the Clermont train. And you know, it's it's just brilliant to be around. You turned the clock back to the first old firm of the season where we lost one nil. Um, you know, that was the most toxic I'd ever seen Ibrox for a long, long time. And the difference from that to now is just night and day. And it's it's just great. And buckle yourselves in, folks, because this is going to be a great. A great uh, title run. Indeed. Listen, John is the first call tonight. John, welcome to the Ninja Rabble podcast. Hi, hi there. How are you doing, mate? You all right? What's your point yeah. for the guys? All right. Yeah, I was just wondering if maybe, I know, uh, I think maybe Europe might just be, we could maybe be doing without Europe the way things are going right now. I think, you know, sometimes you can just have a wee bit too much on your plate. Uh um, I know it might just be the two games. I, I wouldn't be too terribly disappointed if, if that was all it was, because I think the longer you go, it can cause a bit of a problem when you're right the situation you're in the league. I think if we were a bit behind, I, I don't think it would bother me so much. I would look forward to it more. Lewis, is, is there an argument to make the other way though that you know winning breeds that habit and, and you know that positivity? Listen, I I fully understand the the mindset that, that there is games that are more important than others. But when you are part of Rangers Football Club, unfortunately, we're one of the the biggest on the continent. So every game is important, whether that be a Champions League game against a team that we've got no hope in hell and beating away from home, or it's playing bottom in the league at Ibrox. They matter just the same, and I think the the manager will have that exact same mentality. 
I'm pretty sure he had a few decent results where any time at Bruges um, in the Champions League, and I think he'll want to, you know, add on to the, the best result with Rangers. And listen, we've got a reputation to uphold in, in the Europa League. We've been one of the best teams in it for the past three or four years. And given a decent draw, I think the manager and the squad will want to will want to continue at least past one round, but you just hope it doesn't derail anything. And like you said, it, it will be, you know, winning breeds winning so I hope that'll be the case but for me you, that Europe always matters. John you think so from what you've seen from the manager in the short time he'll he'll be saying ah you know we'll, we could do without Europe surely not uh, I, I just feel that it's kind of because we're, we're, we're situation we're at the top of the league uh, like I mean I feel if we were seven points behind I would blow it forward to Europe more I wouldn't have the same kind of anxiety about it I just feel Possibly, he's still a relatively new manager. You know, the team's still relatively new with him. Get give him a wee chance to get his breath back a bit and maybe do get into it next season more. You know, but I think we're in this situation now. I just think there's a, there's a definite danger there. Connor, I, I sort of got the feeling watching it on uh, Sunday afternoon that there's there's more of a squad now. We've got a lot of players coming back. You're looking at the bench. Todd, Tom Lawrence is there. Dessers is coming off. Um, you've obviously got the two new boys starting to, you know, find their feet. We seem to have, you know, players that can, so we can fight on all these fronts. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, listen, that that's the thing is, you know, even without Europe at the moment, we are seeing that the squad seems to be sort of changing week to week, and there is a constant rotation. Um, and come on, obviously believes in, you know, each one of these players that he's given the opportunities to. Um, and we're having, you know, loads of people now available or bench we're seeing at the weekend before they give them the build up that the bench starting to look a lot stronger because we're getting we've got players back now that are fit. Um okay, there's, there's still one or two that you'd want to get back in there. You know, I don't know what the script is with Kamar Roof, whether he'll get, you know, a couple of games by the time um the European stuff comes back. But, you know, that's that's what you've got a squad there for to use and to utilise. I mean, the two new boys coming in as well, um, you know, they are really fresh and impetus into it as well. So you've got to just take it at a time. And I just I think let Europe take care of itself. Really, um, we'll go as far as we go there. We don't know yet who will even be playing. You know, so a lot of the decisions that you you know you make around that will be dictated to you by whatever draw you get. Um, and I know it's not too far off because I think it's, it's at the seventh of March. I think it is that we're due to play, um, you know. But you just got to take care of it. You, this is what you want. You want to be firing all fronts. I mean, right now um, we're the only team who are still on firing all fronts. I mean, there's a world right where technically we could win a quadruple. I'm not saying that we will, right? But we're in the hat for all of these competitions, and the longer you you, you maintain that, I think. It's a good thing for us as fans, for the club, and certainly financially. It's never a bad thing if you can get through one or two rounds in Europe as well. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll wait and see. Listen, it's happened before. We all know, I think 2008, we got to the UEFA Cup final, and arguably that maybe cost us the league title that season. Um, but I think our squad is a lot bigger than it was then. We've got a, a bit more at our disposal. So, no, I'm well up for Europe, you know, bring it on, let's see who we get. Bring them all on indeed, Connor, love that. John, mm. thanks for your call, mate. Call on again, please, cheers. Okay, all right, bye.
That was John uh, with his point about Europe. Listen, there was a just amongst all that, there was a, a, a tent, but well, there it goes. The producers pulled up ten pounds super chat, I believe. Jim Sloan, Lewis staunch points, well said, mate. Um, yeah, Lewis, you, you were you were true and blue right there when you when you came up with that. I enjoyed that rallying the troops. Okie dokie. Um, yeah, get your calls in. You could be next. 01416287237. Brian, I'll come back to you just on you know the debrief from Perth, as it were. Um, Let's talk about that that first goal, uh, Diamandi, because um, up until that point, you know, it was looking like it, it was going to be one of those afternoons, to be honest. Um, but the the boy just steps onto it on his weaker right foot, and it's an absolute zinger, um, and, and a great a great moment for him. That's going to do him the world of good. Absolutely, it was his first start, so <clears throat> he grabbed it with both hands, and you know, I I didn't appreciate how technically good he was. You know, I haven't seen much of him. Um, and that was the first chance you could see, you know, his touches and his, you know, he, he's very, he's he's one of these mid, midfielders that's very lefty, if you know what I mean. He's 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 always desperate to get on his left. But fair play, I mean, he took that touch, he took one touch and then just uh, hit the sort of sliding shot away from the goalie. So it was a, a fantastic finish. Uh, on that pitch as well, I think Clement was very... Uh, wise to say that we couldn't play our normal game and that's probably why there was a lot more longer balls in the game because of the pitch. Couldn't play their sort of passing, quick passing game. So, you know, and then we've got Dujon Sterling popping up in the right wing. I mean, it was it was quite it was quite a remarkable afternoon, but no, it's Diamandi, from what I've seen yesterday, um, is looking like a, a tremendous wee player and we will we'll do well to hang on to him. Oh, don't chase him away yet, Brian Cohen. Let us enjoy. No, no, for I'm, just saying. I'm just saying. Chris and Falkirk is on the line as always. Chris, how are you doing, mate? All right? Yeah, not bad. How's everybody on the panel? Listen, all the better for speaking to you, mate. What's your point for the guys tonight? Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I, I think Saturday is a must-win game because you look at their support, their support's for turning. So if we could get a result on Saturday and go five points clear, that's just going to cause more anxiety and more stress and there's more likelihood that that's, that away end support on Sunday will turn on the players if they're not winning by 20 or 30 minutes that's going to cause a lot of uh, trouble in regards to booing the players and things like that. so I think that would only be a good thing if we can get this result on Saturday Lewis it's certainly going to be a tough task at the weekend in the sense that you know Hearts are in a good run of form they've got the top marksman in the league um, you know, their defence has been absolutely fantastic, but this is going to be a different test when we come Saturday. Oh, listen, you look at the fixture list, we've got five games before the old firm. Our next two games are almost difficult. Like, we're playing the third best team in the league. And that actually worries me a lot less than going to Rugby Park, which is is the, the following game after that. So the next two games are absolutely pivotal. And if we come out of that with six points... I think there's a, there's a decent chance that Celtic drop some meta because they've got some tricky ties as well. I mean, they need to go away to Hearts and, and, and that is not going to be easy, the form that both teams are in. Um, but aye, Saturday's going to be a, a really, really tough test. It's just that the, the manager's bred something within the fan base. You actually feel confident in every single league game. Like Brian said that against St. Johnson, I think it was like... I don't know when the goal was. It was like 25 minutes or something, 23 minutes. And before that, we were just struggling so much to create any sort of chances. And see, under Bela, I just would have thought, nah, that's it. 20 minutes in, I think we're already going to lose 1-0 here. 
but under Clermont, it's a different mindset. You, you just fully believe whether it took two to have penalties or no. We are still fully confident that we're going to win that game comfortably. And I, I, I seriously don't have any worries going into the next two games, despite how difficult they might be on paper. Chris, would you agree with what Lewis is saying? You know, the, the Kilmarnock away is, is a trickier tie of the two? Yeah, I think Kilmarnock have shown this season they're capable of getting results, especially at Rugby Park. And I think it's, uh, if we could get over them too, and hopefully they drop points again, hopefully that would put... I'd feel more comfortable if we were to get a four-point gap between us and them before the old firm game. Hopefully we can achieve that. But one thing I would say is, all we can do is win our games and look after ourselves. There's no point looking to see what they're doing. All we can, if we keep winning, we win the league. So that's the, that's the way it goes. But I think Keith rattled over in uh, uh, Celtic Park, Mr Rogers, because I think he thought, come up here, he would get another couple of trebles and head back down the road. But you can tell his interviews saying it was only five points. He's rattled, and that's a good thing. Connor, it's, it's a point well made, isn't it? You can you can feel it in the air just from you know little snippets on social media and other sort of news outlets that their fans are on the turn. They're turning on their manager. They're turning on their board. They're turning on their captain. It's um it's quite a scene. It is quite a scene, and then you know somebody should really be doing some fact checking for Brendan Rodgers as well because he's talking nonsense. It was an eight point gap after eight games. There were eight points ahead is because we lost I think three of our first seven. I think it was. Um, which sort of created that that gap. Seven points, um, I'm being told by the producer. Um, either way, you know, so you can try and get around it by saying these things all you want. It doesn't wash. And, and listen, we have to just focus on what we are doing and, and you know, let whatever happens over there happen. Because um, if we do, you know, do the business, it's all within our control and our hands. Um, I would hope that we can, because the one piece of the puzzle we are still missing for this campaign is a win over them. That's really important for me because, you know, despite the fact that we've just gone top of the league, that's another thing that they're still using as a sort of a stick to still try and beat us with, to say, well, you know, they're, you know, they're not dropping points to anybody except us because we are, you know, they still can't beat us. Well, you know, technically speaking, we don't need to beat them to win the league, but I'd still like us to do it. Um, so that that's going to be important. But look, what what's given me confidence is that they're doing what we have done in previous seasons, where if they came back off the Christmas break, they're dropping silly points. Um, you know, particularly in home games, because that's I think it's four games at home where they've dropped points this season. Um, that doesn't usually happen. So, and and the conversely, we're doing what we should be doing and just ticking off the wins however we get them um, and that's all, all it's about so you know they can spin their narratives in, in whatever way they like the pressure is still on both teams but they're under massive pressure when you think about it you go five points behind and we you know they go five points behind us and don't win on Sunday then they're in trouble really so no I'm loving it I'm loving it to continue Chris as always thanks for your call mate anytime Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Excellent. Um, listen, we're all on here, one about, you know, finals and, and, and titles and all the rest of it, and there's people worried about what's happening on Love Island tonight. Come on, guys. It's it's the Rangers Rabble 4 and 01416287237.
get your calls in. Be next on uh, the podcast, chatting to the guys. Brian, it's, it's back to you, mate. Um, every time we, we we come to you, we get a phone call, so won't we'll, we'll that continue? You did sort of mention before um, the phone rang, you were on about Dujon Sterling. Now, I think when the, the substitution was made, we'd all sort of hoped that Scott Wright was going to go off. I think that's a, an agreement that seems to be the, the common theme in the, the Ravel chat anyway. But for Dujon Sterling to come on, a couple were scratching their heads, but absolutely brilliant. He, he's just, every time he shows up, he puts a shift in. He's so athletic, energetic. You know, we're running out of superlatives with the guy. Uh, you're 100% right. I mean, I've seen somebody on social media saying, manager says to him, you're playing centre mid. He's like, yes, boss. And then the next time you're playing uh, at number 10 role, yes, boss. Next time you're going to play right wing, yes, boss. He just he does he, he just does exactly what it says in the tin. He's he's a all action guy. I mean that you you would struggle to find most people in the team would have uh, got to that sort of the the, the touch for the penalty. Um, you know he made a lot of ground up there because it was touch and go whether he was going to get to it first, and he actually did. Um, you know, and there's not I wouldn't say well I'm, I'm, I haven't seen enough of Cortez to to sort of decipher if he's a quicker player or not, but he's, uh, Sterling's definitely quicker than Wright. And, um, yeah, he's just a, he's just this all-action all energy guy, and he's just amazing. It's, it, how he can sort of, you know, be, be able to play so many different positions and feel comfortable, it's um, it's a, a great credit, credit to the lad. Um, he's, he's, he's quite a... He's got a mature head for such a young guy, so... But no... He's he would be on my eleven every week. And another one the manager seems to be utilising and getting the best out of. So I said, you know, along with that continue. Ian in Glenn office is on the line. Ian, welcome to the Rangers Rabble Podcast. Evening guys. Uh, all all good all good and all good amongst Rangers. We're top of the league. What more could you ask for? Oh no, it's like it's like Christmas, isn't it? It's absolutely fantastic. What's your point for the guys? Uh, my point, well, there's a few points for the guys. Um, well, one, one, we, we, you've already mentioned the subject of Europe coming up. We are due to get back into that competition again. I'm of the opinion that we should like try and go for it. I know we're, we're, there are other teams in it, the AC Milans, the Liverpools and all that, but under Clement, I'm really, I'm going to be a bit OTT here, but I fancy just to go to the new camp and get something under Clement right now. He's, he's installed such confidence. I think we could go to Barcelona and get something. But, um, I mean, also the key factor as well, we're also, the next match is going to be, I know people mentioning Kilmarnock away, but I think the match on Saturday is going to, this coming match is going to be maybe more difficult because we're facing a Hearts team that, you know, they're in form. a lot of games recently and Shanklin finds the goal and, it, I mean, but we, we always have, a, we always need to have a, have a good luck against them. But, you know, our results, apart from the League Cup, we have had to like really, like the last game at Ibrox, we really had to work to beat them. We had to like get the the winner in the in the in stoppage time. So I think if 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 we do a good job, if we win well on Saturday, I'm more confident than ever we're going to win this league. And and also with Europe, why not have a go? Like just go go for it. You know, we 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 shop. We 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 went for it two years ago and nearly won it. And and if we get the right draws, I fancy us in that as well. And. Yeah, what, okay, what, okay, what, Ian, let's, let's, let's confident. Like this manager, this manager is making us confidence. Okay, let's let's pick through them point by point. Lewis, I'll come to you first on on Europe. 
Um, you know, Ian's saying, yeah, let's let's just absolutely go for it. Let's throw the, the bus at everything. Well, like I said, the, the last caller that, that mentioned the, the European topic is like when you play for Rangers, unfortunately, you don't really get to pick and choose the game you're up for. You kind of need to be up for all of them, especially when you've got a, a manager like Clement in the dugout with that mentality. You know, he, he really does want to put us back on top spot in, in every sense of the word. And we definitely should be looking at getting past the next stage. Uh, it would be unquestionable. I mean, You've got Freiburg, Marseille, Sparta Prague, Sporting Lisbon, Rennes, Toulouse, Carabag, Roma, Galatasaray, Lens, Braga, Benfica, Feyenoord, AC Milan, Young Boys and Shakhtar. Bar AC Milan, Rangers should be looking to get through every single one of their ties with a good enough performance at Ibrox. And we've shown in the past that we can go away in Europe against better teams that are in that selection and get a result. So it would be... Pretty, pretty poor if Rangers did not at least try their best to, to proceed past the round of 16 and then we'll see where it goes for there. And by that point, we might already be seven points clear anyway, so Europe might be the only thing that we actually get a wee challenge in. Oh, I love that. Look how cold he was there, ice running through his veins. Connor, just on the, the second part of, of Ian's point there, just regarding domestically in the weekend, he, he feels that Hearts is going to be the the trickier of the two, uh, given that the last time they came to Ibrox, would you go along with that? Would you say that, you know, Clint Kamon seems to be learning, you know, from game to game and we've already played Hearts twice and, and beat them twice? Yeah, listen, it's going to be a, a tough game. There's no doubt in that. You know, Hearts will be absolutely supremely confident that they can get a result because they've been in great form. They went to the other side of Glasgow uh, and, you know, Strolled it at, at their place basically and, and beat them two nothing. Um, and that gives you teams like Hearts, particularly that that gives them confidence because they think, well, you know, we've been there and done it. We gave Rangers a, a real tough test the last time we came here. It took, you know, uh, frankly, a gift for Peter Harren when he pulled Connor Goldson's jersey to get us back into it. Um, but I think we are learning from our mistakes, and I th- I'm, I'm absolutely sure that we'll, we'll go out there and get the three points on Saturday. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, whatever Hearts do, however well they play, we are a better team than Hearts. So we should, as long as we turn up and and do what we can do, we should be able to beat them. Um, Kilmarnock is different because, for me, that's a harder game. Simply on the basis, you've got to go away there to that pitch, the very same pitch that the first game of this season we went to and lost and we failed to score. We never even looked like scoring in that game. Um, things are obviously much different now um, and we'll see what happens but for me a, a midweek sort of uh, evening match away at Rugby Park does concern me more than a, a three o'clock at Ibrox um, because I said at the start of the show we should be able to beat anybody at Ibrox. Ian, you know, is it a case of on Saturday stop Lauren Shankland and you stop Hearts? Well, that could be the easy answer, but um, but he's going to be supplied by up. But you've got to stop the supply to Lawrence Shankland. It's not just stick Connor Goldson on Shankland because he can just like it just takes one split moment from Shankland to get ahead and he'll put in. But you've got to stop the guys from getting the ball to him. It's uh, you know who I can't I can't think off the top of my head who the main guys are who provide the balls to him. But you've got to stop those guys, stop the supply, and then you might you you, you do half the job. But it, He's what he's the, he's the top scorer in the league for a reason. He he finds a way. He he hasn't blessed with pace, so he has to time his runs like in a in a way Benzema used to always did that. And and 
we've really got it. Like I don't, I, I feel like Goldson's. I feel like I want to see Goldson really put do a good job on him because he let Mioski get a little bit ahead of him, and we paid the price, and we nearly paid the price for it. I, I, I just feel like you know, I just want to see the defenders like really. If you have to double up on Shanklin, do it because he's the thing that will put it in the net. He 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 just puts it in the net for them wherever the angle is. He just has this sixth sense of where to be, and we've just got to maybe double up on him. But you got to stop. But then double up on the people who are crossing the ball, to, who are giving him the ball. That's how you shut him down. But we've, but we've, but like like your other guy mentioned, we are better than them. We've got to we've got to show it. But we've just we haven't demolished them this season in the league. That's the only thing I'm thinking of. Apart from the cup, we haven't demolished them, and that's the only thing that I'm like. I want to see this Saturday. I want to see something that says we are better now than when we faced them before because now we've put a job on them. They won't, but it will be. It will be a test. They will come for it. They will come for us. But that means if they open up, that means we have more chances. So let's let's get free, let's get three more points. Put the pressure on those bunch and sail off in it to more to hopefully winning this league. Excellent. Ian. Thanks for your call, mate. Have a good evening. Cheers. Thanks. Love that for me, and they're just preventing <laughs> Connor as the other guy. Brilliant. Um, and nice to see that he, he listens to the, the Scottish Football Show as well. Um, Brian, um, I'll come to you on just some of the, the, the points that, that yeah, Ian made there, You know, especially in, in, in terms of the European stuff. I think Lewis makes a great point there. The, the draw um, could be fruitful, you know, but there's not much to fear in there. Certainly off the back of how we, we play in the Europa League, it seems to be a competition that we shouldn't be fearing anyone at home. No, it shouldn't be. Um, I think I think our Europa League run a few years ago shows that. You know, we we played some serious teams uh, in that run. You know, Borussia Dortmund and uh, Leipzig. I mean, Leipzig—they're big spenders in Germany. So you know, I mean, the last sixteen of the Europa League is never going to be a, a cakewalk. Let's be honest; it's not going to be a cakewalk, but. Yeah. Everybody's there to be shot at at the end of the day. It's a home and away affair, and there's not many teams that like coming to Ibrox. They've seen they've seen how the nights are at Ibrox when there's a full house and the fans are right behind the team. Not, no teams will like that. Um, you know, there's there's you know there's there was some serious big teams came to us in that run and you know f- fell off and you know couldn't cope with the pressure. So yeah, it's it's as Lewis says though. <laughs> We qualified to get into Europe, you know, to to try and win these things. There's no point in then just turn around and saying, "Oh, well, we've got the league, so we've got to, we'll just chuck the Europe." I think some somebody else said in the comments earlier, you know, in the chat, um, players prefer to play twice a week, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. You know, players prefer that. I, I, certainly, when I was ever playing football, I preferred to play games rather than train. Training was a chore. Um, but playing two games a week should, to these guys should be a cakewalk. So for me, that's we did that. You know, we did that back a couple of years ago as well. So for me, Europe is a and Clamont will want to make his stamp his you know authority on Europe. You'll be wanting to sort of set it up. You know, this season to go as far as we can, and then say right next season we're going to do better. Absolutely. Okay, then, we're at the halfway point, 0141-628-7237. Just like to say thank you, obviously, to the podcast sponsors, NordVPN. Uh, link description to it. I think it's still 66% off, probably put right if not. Uh, and also football prizes as well. Some, some great uh, memorabilia to be won there, signed shots and instant prizes and all sorts of stuff. So do get involved there. Link in the description as well. Um, yeah, okay, just to come back, uh, Lewis, to, to the weekend's game, 
Now, again, I touched on it earlier on, just about the, the squad, and you know, you kind of saw Todd Cantwell coming off on 55, 60 minutes. You know, we shake the head, didn't look too pleased, which you can understand any player coming off not looking happy, but I think Phil gets him in and there was a bit of a detailed discussion going on and, and you know, maybe a bit of a reasoning and understanding, which is it's just so good to see. And when you've got as well, it's not like we've got quality coming off the bench now. I mean, that that's the, the sign of a, a truly experienced manager. I mean, there's really attention to detail to making sure that every single person in the squad feels like they've got a responsibility. And if they weren't performing or whatever, there's a reason for why the decision's been made to pull you off the pitch. Whereas the guy before, who has just been sacked for another job and his career is probably finished before it's really ever got started, would give a high five and let the, the player go and sit down. And then the player wonders and ponders what have I done wrong, why am I not performing? And then mental battles come in and then they don't perform. Whereas Clement, he's honest. That, 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 that's just what it is. Is that easy? He's honest and he's intelligent about the game. So if he takes a player off, then he, he tells them that it's for this reason. And it really is that simple. And you're you're totally right about the squad. I think it's 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 absolutely phenomenal that you actually can look at our squad and go, we've got options on the bench. Like Dujon Sterling is a Swiss Army knife. The only two positions he's not played is striker and and in goals. And he's a phenomenal player. I would love to try him at centre back. I think he'd be a really really good centre back. I think he's so athletic, athletically capable. You might be. You know, he's actually quite quality going forward with his, with his passing ability, so you lose that. But I would like to see him at centre-back. And again, he's come in and had another fantastic performance. And it, you feel sorry for the likes of Cortez and Silva because the pitch was an absolutely atrocious. So I wouldn't take too much away from their performances. Cantwell as well, it's, it's not really the pitch to be playing your lovely football. But there again, somebody was put in the comments that they would take 1-0 every single game to the rest of the season. See, personally, I wouldn't. Clement's up my standards for this club now. I expect to see a good performance along with a result. I don't expect to see us getting through games by the skinny of teeth like the other half of Glasgow. I expect us to go and put teams away now. And that's what the manager's installed and he's brought back that mentality that we had in the 55 season. Just, just before we go to Connor, Robert, I was speaking to one of the young lads that I drove down to the game on Sunday, and I was speaking to him about you know title challenges and you know what we're gonna what's what's coming. And I says, look, there was times during you know that because we were obviously speaking about nine in the road at the time, and I was like, look, none of those there was times in that games that sort of seasons where we were horrible in some games, but we won. At this stage of the season now, it's it's about three points. Okay, performances are you know. You, you would like a good performance as well, but it, the paramount now is from, from now till the end of the season is the three points in every single game. Colin, I just want to cover you on a point because Lewis says there about, about Dujon Sterling playing him at centre-half. That's something he'd like to see. I've just seen people in the comments when we were talking about Lauren Shanklin saying, right, get Balogun back in. I know he played in a, the, the game against Carlisle today for, for, the, for the B team. Get him back in um, come the weekend and play him alongside Suter. This is, let's bear in mind, the best defence in the league, okay, statistically. Um, however, there's still this dilemma about who plays at the back and concern over individuals. I mean, there is. Um, although, as far as it, it concerns me with Conor Goldson, it's not really a dilemma in the fan base. It's certainly not a dilemma for Philip Cavon because, you know, he has started, I think, Barring one game that he was was he suspended or injured for, he started every game under the command regime as he had done under 
you know, the previous regimes as well. So um, he will be starting. You know, the, your two certainties at the back are James Tavernier uh, and Connor Goldson, uh, barring injuries. Where I think, you know, for me, I'd be sticking with, with Goldson and Suter um, just now at the weekend, just in the front that I think they've been doing okay. Uh, you know, all right, okay, the goal we can see against County, you could have dealt with better, but in general terms, I thought they looked, you know, they dealt with, although St. Johnson didn't throw much at us, they dealt with anything that was thrown at us at the weekend. Um, and Balligan, he's only just coming back off of a pretty nasty injury. Um, he's on the bench and that's great and he'll have his face mask and stuff, but, you know, you don't need to rush into that when you've got players who are playing okay just now, they're doing well. Um, so for me, that would be where, where I'd be going. No change I'd make at the back line be this weekend to midweek would be Red, Red, uh, Redvan for me. Um, he would be my starter. Um, but, you know, as I say, it's, it's funny because we all, you know, you pick the bones out of it and listen, we all know there's certain mistakes in there at times that get made, but, you know, it's usually a long ball over the top or whatever that, that we've struggled with once or twice. But in general terms, We've got the best defensive record in the country this season. And you wouldn't know it because we as a fan base are constantly having these conversations and divisions around who who our best start lineup is. But I tell you what, I'd certainly rather have the defenders that we've got available to us compared to what they've got on the other side of the city. 100%. Listen, another Ian on the line. Ian in Hampshire. Ian, welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. Hello, hello, guys. How are we doing? Very well, very well, mate. As uh, all fellow Bears will be at this time, you know. I know, mate. You're telling us. Listen, delighted to have you on. What's your point for the guys? Um, in the last few games, where uh, Clement switching out between Dessers and uh, Silver, do you think we need to change the formation a wee bit when um, Silver's playing? The four-two-three-one seems to work a treat when Dessers is holding the ball up and he's got runners gone beyond him. But I just feel that the low, we're going back to the low block kind of struggle when Silva's on because he's, he's he's dropping back too deep. You know, maybe we need to stop trying to do the 4-2-3-1 um, and, and try something different when, when Silva's on. Well, so I can't because I saw you nodding in agreement there. I will. I know Big Mark has a, a massive problem with this opinion, but I, you know, I've seen enough of him, and I've seen him before coming to Rangers. Fabio Silver is not—he's not a number nine, and if he is a number nine, he's a counter-attacking number nine. He's a Marcus Rashford type player up front. He uses his ability in the ball and his pace to to break in behind defenses, and it's just—it's useless a lot of the time at Rangers because we dominate the ball and we're playing against ten men behind it for ninety percent of a game, like we did against St Johnston, and and that's why he didn't get much joy. I would like to see him out on the left, but for the time being, until Kamar Ruff, uh, Kamar Ruff sorry, appears for his hiding spot in the, the physio department, then he's going to have to take some some responsibility for Dessers because Dessers can't play every game. It, it, it's just not possible for either of them to do that, so it'll need to be a makeshift number nine, but I wouldn't change the formation. I would just try my best from Clement to coach Silva to play the way that we want him to play rather than trying to coach the entire team to play differently. Um, but I do agree. I, I, I don't... 
I don't think it suits Silva playing in that position that much for Rangers right now. I think Dessers is probably the preferable choice as the, the sole number nine. It doesn't mean that Silva can't be useful elsewhere in the pitch. Ian, Dessers, we saw, comes on, squanders two very, very good chances, which you'd probably hope your striker would be putting away. Is that maybe why Silva is getting put in and out? Well, I've not really been that impressed with Silva's efforts either, to be honest, mate. Um, but uh, it's a subtle de- death of effect, isn't it? He's, he's, he's going to take every single uh, world of opportunity then when it's glaring in the, in the face there, you know, he's just absolutely useless, man. <laughs> Brian, is it a case that Philippe Clement is, you know, we can't argue in any other case than the fact that he's getting it right at the minute, whatever he's putting in there, whatever he's playing or winning games of football, top of the pile, um, you know, it's going to be in and out, in and out, I think, from now until the end of the season. I don't think anyone's going to nail that jersey down, are we? I think he's going to use the squad as he sees fit. He's going to use them for certain games. He's going to use them for certain, you know, opponents, um, type of game. Um, he'll, I would imagine, he'll, he'll probably, I wouldn't be surprised if he alter, alternates pretty much game to game now. Um, it's, as, as Lewis says, though, it's, he's not a number nine Sylvain, isn't he? He, he, I don't think he professes to be. Um, but, this is the this is the predicament we're in now. We've we've only got two players that are able to play number nine, um, and if we had any form, what irks me just now is the fact that there's three teams in Scotland that have got a better number nine than us, and that really annoys me, really greatly. Um, for the life of me, I can't believe there's actually three teams that have got a better nine than us, but that's the position we're in, and it really really annoys me. Well, Ian in Hampshire, thanks for your call. Anytime, big man, thank you. Cheers, guys. All the best. No worries. Okay, then, listen, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you are watching us on on YouTube right now, it does help the podcast. It puts us out there on all these different algorithms, so please do that if you can. Um, And also, 0141-628-7237. Get some more calls in, get you on uh, and chat to the boys. Um, I was going to say there, Brian, just on your point, Maybe is that not a, is, you know, flipping that the other way down? Is that not credit to the manager that, okay, he doesn't have the best um, players at his disposal in the division, but we're still doing it, still getting over the line? And it's not even like, you know, the, 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 the toiling performances. You're seeing game on game, you know, a real sort of collective, and we're getting better and better. Last few yeah. years have been buried much earlier than we got Shankland. Well, yeah, ifs and buts, certainly, but, you know, we didn't get Lauren Shankland, we've got to deal with what we've got. Correct. That's the fact. That is a simple fact of the matter. We've got to deal with what we've got. Um, but no, the way the way Clement is getting a tune out of this this team, where we lost three of the first seven games and we're, the season looked over right there and then. Um, so I mean, for him to have inherited the squad, uh, added three players to it, and get a tune out of out of this squad, which pretty much I think everybody was. What gutted from top to bottom, apart from the goalkeeper. Um, so it's it's quite remarkable how we've managed to turn this whole season around to looking like a write-off to suddenly now two points ahead, potentially five ahead at the weekend at, for 24 hours, certainly. Um, top of the Europa League group, League Cup winners, still in the Scottish Cup. Um, guys, I, I just love Clement. 
Love him. That's a, that's a MAGA lift tattoo this summer, isn't it? If we can get strikers on your games, defences on your league. Absolutely love that. <laughs> um, just, just, just finally, Lewis, on, on the weekend, you know, we spoke about this um, last night, just at the end of the, the Scottish World podcast, but I want to get your opinion on it. Nico Raskin, um, he also played a part, I think, uh, today in the game against Carlisle when a pre-start finish. Um, he, he didn't look like he was in the huff by any means, but certainly looked the face of contemplation. A lot to think about from Nico Rask at the moment. Well, it should be because he's not been performing since the return um, he's made for the, from the injury. You know, I think a, a, a lot of our Rangers fans have been very quick to to shun Raskin and, and you know be happy that, that he might leave or or not be a part of the squad. But if you are thinking long term as a football club, then surely Nico Raskin has to be part of your plans and John Lundstrom long-term shouldn't he be because one's 30 and one's 22. You know, we made a, a decent investment in Nico Raskin and he should be somebody that we should be looking to make a profit on going forward. And he is a, a very, very good midfielder. Like we've seen it, having Cantwell were the only shining lights in the, you know, the dying embers of last season. And he's a, he's a really quality footballer. And like I've said, you know, long-term... Ideally, Nick, Nico Raskin and Mohamed Diamande would possibly be your, your midfield too. And, and John Lundstrom and Tom Lawrence, both north of 30. Um, so, you know, let's just take the breaks. We don't necessarily need Nico Raskin to be performing right now. Let him come back um, from injury. You know, I've seen somebody saying he's honking. That, that's just, that's absolutely, that's just no true. That's just lies. He, he's, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal little midfielder. Um, and at his age and the, the pressure that he had coming in here and and he performed like just so well. He's having a bit of a tough season. Who has he? And unlike the rest of the team, he was injured when we started really kicking into gear. So just give him a chance. Sometimes we're a wee bit too quick to, to you know, to just say that somebody's not good enough. I think he is good enough and he's 22 years of age. He'll perform better. Brian, you wanted to come in on Nico Raskin, didn't you? Yeah, he was getting a lot. Well, he was certainly getting his sort of. Uh, the fans were singing a song, you know, song about him, and he was beating his chest. And he's, I think, he was very appreciative, and he was smiling, and he, he looked, he looked generally sort of. I think he was just pleased to be involved in the match day squad and getting, you know, legs in his minutes, uh, sort of minutes in his legs. Um, he, as Lewis says though, he's had a bad injury. He's just come off it, and you've got to give him a little bit of leeway because he was. He was playing really well towards the end of last season, and then of course he got his injury. So, um, but yeah, we've got to, we've just got to, you know, cut him a bit of slack, as as you say, he's only twenty one. So, but, but uh, the the prospect of a Raskin from last season and Diamande is very exciting. Lewis is Lewis is just stirring it very nicely. I'm liking this. Uh, Connor, I'll come to you because both the lads that have just said about you know letting come back his injury. Which is obviously fair cop, you know, we need to support the boy. But is there a question about his mentality at the moment? We, we, we've, we've seen the well publicised interview and that we've spoken about a couple of times. Um, is it is it more a mix of the two? Is it is it more the injury? Is it more the mentality? How do you see that at the minute? Um, I, I think it's probably a bit of both. Um, I mean, look, the injury is a factor, but my only slight thing pushback on that would be the fact that. He has been back for a wee while for his injury. It's not like, you know, he's, he's had at least a few weeks since he came back now. He's not absolutely fresh as Daisy just came back. And I think, um, you know, at some point, you, you have to look at that sort of mentality saying, go, right, come on, you know, 
go and get something out of you. And listen, I do think, um, I said this yesterday when we did a brief chat about it in the, the Scottish football show, that um, you know he's got all this competition now in that, that area. Players that Sterling are playing well, Diamandi Conte is coming in, you know, um, other guys that he's, he's coming up against, Tom Lawrence being back fit as well, and Cantwell starting to find form. So he's got a ways to go to actually try and force his way into the starting lineup in some ways, you'd have to say, because right now I don't think you could necessarily justify dropping somebody out to put him in for the start. But the way he does that, I think, is by just, you know, focusing himself on on getting better. And, and you know, I think Lewis is right as well about the fact that um, he's obviously behind the others in terms of the amount of training time he'll have had with Clermont and stuff like that, you know, since we started kicking on. Um, and that's definitely a, a huge factor in it. So give just give him more time and, and give come out more time because I trust the guy, you know, what he's doing. He's he just he's a great man manager, Philip Clement. And you can see that with the relationships he's building with the players, particularly with Cantwell as well. So I'm more than confident that Raskin will sort himself out. Um and I mean if he does, happy days. You know, that's what you want. Then everybody's firing, everybody's looking and competing for those spots in the team so you know the boy's got the, the natural ability we've seen that he just I think needs to maybe believe in himself a bit more that he's that he's got that absolutely um, sorry for the bleep in there like, I, I thought is it me is it you um, I couldn't put my finger on it but anyway listen we I are thought it was you I thought it was your microwave or something put a lasagna no, <laughs> no, that lasagna get tanned a long time ago I'll tell you <laughs> Um, okay, listen, 0141 628 7237. We're approaching the home straight, so get your calls in. Um, or there another couple squeezed in before the end of the show. Um, okay, Brian, I'll come back to you actually because you mentioned before to say how much you love Philippe Clement, and I've got it written down a wee bit of paper here. Is he the difference maker? Certainly feels like it 100% is. <laughs> Let's be honest, if we're stuck with, if we're stuck with the status quo, we'd be even further behind. Let's be honest. Um, we'd be nowhere near uh, being top of this league. We'd be nowhere near getting out of the group of uh, the Europa. Um, we, I wouldn't like to say where we'd be if we still had uh, the former manager in position. So, no, it's it just goes to show you when you get a guy who's won leagues, who's a proper manager and knows what he's doing, and is a man, and, and his man management skills are tremendous. I mean, the way he the way he uh, embraced. Uh, Campman when he came off on yesterday when he you know hugged, hugged him and had a word with him you know it was it was pure I I I think that was purely for protection because there were some horrendous tackles going in and Campwell maybe not just only Campwell but Campwell seemed to be getting a lot a lot of the the sort of rough tackling yesterday so um, no I just love I just love everything about him uh, I love the way he deals with the media I just yeah. He's, he's just a, a proper, proper manager and he's just he's been the guy that we've been looking for for a long time. Lewis, 49 points out of a, a possible 54 available. Arguably, he's got to be the best manager in your time, purely. I mean, <laughs> ability-wise, achievement-wise, you won't be 55 at this moment in time, but if we certainly go on to win a treble, it'll be... The, the best that I've seen in my young tenure as a as a Rangers fan, but quality wise, he's the best that I've seen. Definitely, he's 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 a really really experienced manager. He's, he's obviously already had massive achievements in Belgium, 
and and he actually achieved quite well in Monaco. Monaco are a really up and down club um, in France over the last decade. You know that they are quite quick to get rid of their manager, um, and and, and he's done well in his first season there. So I I think we're very very lucky, and he has the. You know, I'll get it in there. He's the quintessential man for the job, Robert. He definitely is. <laughs> Wouldn't be a podcast without that, would it, Lewis? Brilliant. Connor, I'll come to you now that the beating's finally stopped in my ear. Um, I'm def- money's on that with you. You sneaked away afterwards, but we'll say no more about it. You're, you know, what Lewis said there, the, 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 the key word being experience. You know, he's been there, done it, back to back to back, league titles in, 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 in his native Belgium. Um, that sort of the way he spins that and talking about this is how you 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 win you know you be successful if you focus on the next game you focus on yourselves he's not letting inside noise in it's just a as I say a complete shift to what we've had over the last couple of seasons. It is a massive shift in mentality to what we've had over the last couple of seasons and you know I said before I think even the way that we conducted ourselves yesterday. Um, after we win that game and go top of the league, you know, it's not the same over-the-top exuberant celebrations that we've seen before just because we've managed to get ourselves um, the upper hand again, you know, it's it all just seems to be everybody's concentrated the next game is your biggest game um, and you keep taking them off and that's the way you're going and, and it's, you can see it's rubbing off on the players because even after the game I'd listen to you know, James Tavernier um, doing his post-match after it and I liked the way that, that he was speaking as well because he was saying the same thing. You know, he was asked about our top league now and it was very much sort of brushing it off as if, look, you know, it's great, whatever, but, you know, the concentration is on maintaining that and keeping going and that's that's where we should be. I have to admit that, uh, you know, I'm not that much older than Lewis, but he makes me feel like an old man where, um, because, you know, I mean, the gaffers put some names in there and I remember every single one of them, you know, Advocat, McLeish, Walter Smith, um, you know, plenty of great managers even in my time. And the, the fact that Clermont's the best in, in Lewis's, which is fair enough, just makes me feel old because all of them were terrific managers um, in their day. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, we talk a lot about Tavernier and how you, you know, we've got to enjoy him while we've got him. I think we've got to enjoy Big Phil while we've got him. I'm telling you now, that man is on an upward trajectory. You know, we've seen uh, their manager, the Cant down south, um, this season. I could see Big Phil in the next season or so possibly doing the same thing. So I think, you know, well, we've got and keep the motor, you know, running um, as long as possible. Just just carry that chat, Connor. None of that. Aye, you're, you're punting here, Andy, and he's chasing Phil Clermont to the Premier League. Chasing fucking Clermont away. Aye, no, we're not having that. Um, it's, just high, it's just high price for him. Listen, we can squeeze one more call in. Get it in, 01416287237. Connor mentioned Lewis, the captain, James Cavanier. Now, it was interesting in the manager's post-match comments, actually, how he, he spoke about, he did a, a meeting with Cavanier. It was the first player he spoke to when he came in, and he, he mentioned... Um, the fire, he described it as <laughs> the place was on fire and what a good day, by the way. Um, he mentioned, obviously, he spoke about his own performances. Um, and then the, he was asked about, obviously, the 120 goals, which is we'll come on in any moment. But certainly, um, he that's put me right off. He's, he certainly, he then went on to discuss um, Tavernier is more of a, he looks he's more of a defender first and foremost. Now, that made me think about performances we've seen over the last few games where Tavernier 
has probably been a bit better defensively, and I don't think he's getting the credit for that. I actually think this is the the best we've ever seen uh, James Tavernier defensively since Clement's come in. You, you very rarely see him being spun. You very rarely see him being being beat with ease. His positional sense is, is just he's so much more intelligent, and I think it was necessary because his his athletic ability just isn't there where it was two years ago, where he could chase back and he could maraud up and down the pitch. He, he uses his brain when to take the opportunity to go and try and score goals and create goals, and he's still able to do that whilst being very, very solid at right back. You know, if you go on like some of his statistics online, he ranks really highly for people in his position for defensive output for the first time in his career. Really, he's always been absolutely elite. That there isn't a fullback on planet Earth for the last six seasons that's been anywhere near him, like. You're talking, I think, Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably the best in the world, right? He has had less than half of Tavernier's goal involvements in, in the same time span that they two have been playing together. He, he, he doesn't exist. People like James Tavernier, they're, they're no real footballers. You don't get a right back that scores 120 goals and assists 150. Like He's honestly verging on... One of the best English players to never even get called up for a friend or anything. Like it will be a crying shame that that man has never even had one cap to his name. And it's very, very difficult competition. There's a, a plethora of elite level right backs. I understand that, you know, in the likes of Trent, Kyle Walker, Reese James, etc. But it's a crying shame that that man, what he's done in the game, you know, top goal, top English goal scorer in Europa League. When Rooney didn't do it, Harry Kane didn't do it. Nobody else has done it. He'd done it from, from right back. You know what I mean? And, and he's just never even been called up for a friendly. It's a shame. It is a shame. And it is because he plays in Scotland. And I'm fully aware of that before I start getting attacked on, on comments. But <laughs> he's a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. And definitely. And best right back we've ever had. The, the, the attack seems to be more about your pronunciation of his name other than anything else, to be honest, Lewis. But um, I'll leave that up to the punters. Um, Brian, you know, three assists... In the week, two goals the weekend. Uh, it's just massive for us, isn't it? It just gets overlooked. Tavernier's going to be one of these guys, when he leaves us, we're going to be gutted and we're going to wish we had him back. The ma what that man has contributed since he's been here is phenomenal. Um, assists and goals. I mean, okay, I get, I get that he's maybe not everybody's cup of tea as, as far as defensively he's concerned, but... Um, for, for a defender to pull out that sort of numbers and it's it's just it's quite ridiculous um and for as many penalties he takes you know he, he scores a good bundle of them so you know that they're crucial as well i mean yesterday was crucial in the sense that you know the second one was uh, the pressure was on to sort of get the second one which would sort of effectively kill the game and then of course he took a second one well as everybody knows when you're taking a second penalty in the game you know there's a it's it's almost sometimes that you favour the goalkeeper when it's he's facing the same player because I don't know players sort of doubt where they're going to put the ball and but fair play again he he tucked it away and it's I'm going to be gutted when he leaves and when he when he's not playing for us again because there's not a chance we're going to have a, a right back that can contribute uh, assists and goals like him so it's going to be we're going to we're going to miss him when he's away and we're going to it's going to be a sad day but I mean. Hopefully that's a long time coming, but um, yeah, it's just the, name me, you know, the, 
name a defender that's been so so influential goal wise and assist wise. You can't. Even even Phil Camont couldn't uh, in his post match. He said there wasn't a you know a full back in Europe anywhere near the numbers he's producing. Just to bring it around corner full circles as we wrap things up tonight. Um, do you think that you know Brian's in there? You know how long can we can we keep him for? You know when he goes etc. Do you think Phil Camont can get the best out of him in terms of longevity? You know he's now chasing down Lee Griffiths for for the, for the most goals in the Premiership era. Is that something that's got to be on his mind? Um. Listen, I'm sure in the back he's mind it will be, but you know, ultimately, um, I think he just strikes me as it's more about the team achievements for him. If you know whatever he picks up along the way is great, and he will want to do that, of course, because it would be almost—I mean, it is almost absurd to, to believe that a right back is going to overtake an actual striker <laughs> potentially. Um, to go and be the top scorer in the, in the Premiership era. And even some of the stats I've seen they showed at the weekend about him being, you know, the third highest goal scorer um, in the sort of modern era for us. You know, I think he's only behind Maria Loss and Chris Boyd, um, which is which is astonishing. Um, Kenny Miller was done too pleased that he surpassed him already. So, um, you know, but listen, if he can keep getting good performances out of him and get the best out of him, then I absolutely, you want him there for as long as you can. And, and the thing is, as well, he's, he's had a lot of criticism, a lot has been flung at him over the years he spent uh, at Rangers. And he's, you've know, got to remember, he came in during one of the hardest period of, periods of time in this club's history. Um, and he's stuck the course. He's been, and, and he's now, I mean, he's literally now won every trophy he can win and was within a whisker of lifting a European trophy for us. Um, that, to me, you know, he will go down as one of the great Rangers captains just simply because of those accolades. But he needs, I think, if, you know, before he, he goes, he wants to achieve all these things and maybe win a couple more trophies with us as well along the way, then he can he certainly do that. I mean, listen, there's, if he goes and, say he goes and ticks off a treble this year, there's no many Rangers captains have done that either. So these are all the achievements that he can go and pick up and I'm sure that'll be the motivation that and the fact that when you're working with a manager like Phil Clement. Listen, when he goes to pick up a treble, okay, that's the talk I want on here. Uh, Donald Rice saying, do you think Lundy needs rest? He just Clement rotates, but not with uh, Lundstrom or Golson. I think I would like to see it to keep him fresh. Well, listen, Donald, we'll put a pin in that for Friday night's pod because we'll be previewing the Hearts game um, about 7.30, so do have your notifications on for that. Delighted to everyone who joined us uh, in the comments. Thank you very much for your support. As always, the callers as well were brilliant. Thanks very much to you guys as well. But more importantly, thanks to my panel. Brian, cheers. Connor, brilliant. Lewis, fantastic. Um, and we'll see you again on Friday night. Thanks very much for your time. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.